Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. As the destruction of Hurricane Ian is totaled in Florida and South Carolina, we're following up a week later after the destruction caused by Fiona in Atlantic Canada. And uh, the first person we spoke to in Atlantic Canada is my guest now, Nadine Osmond, town clerk at Porta Basque in Newfoundland. And Porta Basque was hit tremendously hard by Fiona. Uh, thank you so much, Nadine, for coming back on the on the air. Do you have a do you have a sense now, a better sense of the the damage that Fiona did to your community? Oh my goodness, yes. Um, the first uh, day that I was talking to you, um, <clears throat> you know, it was not long after uh, Fiona had struck. So, you know, we initially thought maybe 20, you know, 20 to 30 homes. But uh, after the weather calmed down and everybody got out and started doing all the assessments, we're, uh, I, I think we're, we're in the hundred. Uh, range now, or maybe a little over a hundred. Oh my! And uh, you know, there's different categories because some houses were were swept out to sea. Um, some houses were, um, well, you know, partially destroyed, so they're they're you know can't be rebuilt. Um, you know, they would have to be demolished. And then we have another um, another uh, category of homes that have a number of things wrong with them. Um, you know, it could be water and sewer issues, could be electrical issues, could be that the foundation shifted or, um, you know, roofs have, you know, partially gone off, that sort of thing. So there's a few different categories um, of the damages. But, uh, you know, there was, uh, you know, a number of them that, are, you know, are completely gone. Yeah, a hundred homes, and and then you talk about the additional homes with the varying uh, damage done. When you said homes swept out to sea, the first thing I thought was, this community of yours has grown up, has flourished, and been nurtured by the sea. Yes. And here comes this storm. Yes. Have you ever, has there ever been a storm impact like this one on Port Basque? Uh, yeah, uh, back in the 70s, um, there was, you know, I was only young then, so I, I don't remember that one, but I've seen pictures where um, there were probably like a few what we call stages or wharfs with, uh, you know, like it's a stage that goes out to sea and then there's, the, um, there's that connects with a person's uh, um, boat mm-hmm. and then there will be sheds down there. So like a few of those were lost and I think maybe one or two houses and, you know, I'm not, I'm, I don't know if that was maybe 1974 or something like that, mm-hmm. but uh, nothing like this has ever uh, happened to us before. Now, you know, when I spoke, I just spoke with Councillor Gordon MacDonald of the Cape Breton Regional Municipality. They're still under a state of emergency. They just reinstituted right. yesterday. Um, and he said the relationship, if I understood him correctly, and yeah. I'm paraphrasing here, the relationship with the ocean, with the sea has changed now because of this. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yes. I mean, a lot of people, uh, you know, when um, when the storm uh, settled down and like, the, the following day was a nice day and people could get out and, you know, review and actually absorb what had happened. I mean, a lot of the people who... You know, probably one time would have said, you know, I always want to live near the sea. They don't want to hear talk of that. You know, they can't, uh, uh, you know, they don't want to rebuild next to the sea at all. 
Yeah. You talked to us last Sunday about one particular wave that struck. Yes. And if I recall correctly, you said it was 40 to 50 feet high. Yeah, it would have had to have been at least that high. And it and it moved uh, homes. It took down a two-story apartment uh, building. Yes. Um, I'm still trying to assimilate that, trying to think of what that, what that would have been like. That must have been just... So uh, you must have felt so powerless with this kind of um, oceanic uh, cataclysm descending yeah. on you. I yeah. can't even find the words, Nadine. Yeah, yeah, I know. And, you know, like the night before, Friday night, we had called around to as many residents as we could mm-hmm. uh, that lived on our shoreline to get them to move. And one of them was that uh, two-story apartment building. It had eight units into it. And we called the owner um, and, you know, to advise him that his residents should think about getting out. And I think the majority of them did because, you know, he said a bit of panic in them. But, uh, you know, now we're so glad. I mean, we had no idea uh, that this would impact us so much because we're used to high winds and we're used to the the seas being high, but nothing is in this category has ever happened to us before. So, you know, when a wave comes in like that, and I mean, that harbor uh, in that area is, is a little bit protected by some rock structures that are a little bit further, uh, you know, and take that two-story, eight-unit um, eight apartment building and just push it in. Yeah. Uh, in the middle of the street and up against some other houses. I mean, it doesn't seem possible. No, no, it doesn't. That's uh, that's an invasion by the sea. Yeah. What do you What do you need? Can people help if if our listeners across the country and we have many people from Newfoundland who've traveled elsewhere in Canada, yes. but it will always be Newfoundlanders. If people want to help, what can they do? Well, uh, we've received a lot of items. Like we we do have a lot of clothes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know personal hygiene items and toys and and those kind of things we have a lot of that and we've we have it in a few different buildings uh because we've uh we've outgrown uh, or we've uh, we've had so much that we've had to get other buildings other than just one place okay. but i mean right now i guess financially would be the best okay. uh because people have various needs uh other than clothing and uh you know there's medication, there's probably sure. some travel involved, like, you know, some of these people have young children, there could be uh, families with children with autistic needs, or, you know, like, so there's a variety of items that if somebody uh, donated financially, then all those miscellaneous needs could be uh, addressed. Right? So so where could we uh, donate financially? How could we do that? Okay, so there's a few different ways. I mean, you can donate to Red Cross. I believe Red, the Red Cross has a page that's uh, Hurricane Fiona. Um, now, we also uh, have a uh, direct deposit uh, email address set up with our, uh, one of our local uh, credit unions, and that is uh, the Fiona Disaster Relief, so F-I-O-N-A-D-I-S-A-S-T-E-R-R-E-L-I-E-S at A-E-C-U. Okay, so let me repeat that. It's Fiona Disaster Relief, all yeah. one word, yeah. at aecu.ca. Yes. So that money is going to go into uh, our local credit union, um, and 
at some point very soon, we'll set up a committee, uh, and that'll be like the people, a couple of people from Port of Basque, and a couple of people, a couple of representatives from the uh, the other towns nearby. Because mm-hmm. um, Burnt Islands is a is a small town close by. They were heavily affected, and then uh, there was Alamort and Rose Blanche, um, few uh, structures down there. So, uh, and we'll get the Salvation Army involved with us as well to help okay. distribute the money. Okay. How long is it going to take for you to get the community back into a service? Oh, my God. It's going to take months. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.